This is episode 120, Breaking Up with Sugar and Finding Lasting Sweetness with Marina. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the last coaching episode of 2017. Of course, there will be a coach's corner this weekend, but this is the last coaching episode. And 2017, whoa, what what a year. I feel like we kind of say this every year, like, oh, I just can't wait to get to the end of this year for next year. However, I feel like that's especially true for 2017. I did a coach's corner a couple weeks ago called WTF is going on. And I did a Facebook live last week on my Facebook page, Christine Hassler. If you missed that, you can go back and watch it. Just talking about how intense it's been, especially this last month. Uh, I think ever since the solar eclipse in August, things have really been accelerating. We had the hurricanes, the fires in California, the, the me too, the earthquakes. I mean, it's been, it's been wild. And so many of you I have heard from and so many of the people in my life and including me have had massive expectation hangovers, curveballs just coming our way. And from my point of view, as sucky as that can sometimes be, it's offered so many of us the opportunity to really heal and complete some things for the last time. And I think that's what 2017 has been about. If you add up two plus one plus seven, it equals 10 and 10 is the number of completion. It's when things come kind of full, full cycle. And so you may have noticed that whatever's kind of been happening or not happening at the end of the year, maybe triggered some old patterns, like things that have been around for a while. And I guarantee you that whatever you got kind of triggered by at the end of the year, whatever happened, it's not the first time you felt that way. So it's just bringing out of the darkness to the light things you needed to look at. You know, we just, I'm recording this on the 22nd. We just had the winter solstice last night and Mercury just came out of retrograde. So it's like, there's just been a lot going on. So if you feel tender, if you feel like there's been a lot going on for you, definitely go back and listen to that coach's corner I put up and just know that leverage it. You know, I think so often we, we want to get to the good times and focus on the positivity and that's all important. That's, that's important. And as human beings, we learn through contrast. We learn through contrast. And so when these curveballs come up, when we're dealing with things that oh, we just don't want to have to deal with, it gives us an opportunity to complete some things and to heal some things for the last time. So if you can relate to what I'm saying, ponder that and don't, don't brush things under the rug. Don't avoid, don't drown your sorrows in eggnog and chocolate because we all know that alcohol and sugar is really, really available during the holiday season, which it's perfect timing for the episode I'm going to play for you in the coaching call with Marina. But there's so many ways to distract ourselves at this time. And I just encourage you not to, to make your consciousness, your growth, your healing more important than, uh, expectations around the holiday season. Make sure you're signed up for my newsletter as well, because you want to get my new year's ritual. Every year I send out a really special ritual that people look forward to every year for how you can complete 2017 and bring in 2018. So that's at christinehauser.com. 
Okay, so today's episode has to do with finding the true sweetness in life. Marina calls in because she feels like she's stuck, especially when it comes to resisting sugar and taking care of her body. But as you'll hear in this call, it's not actually sugar she's craving. Food craving, overeating, binge eating, eating disorders, body image issues are all topics we've discussed frequently on this show. And from my point of view, they're not something we overcome with discipline alone. There's no one diet or no one book that fixes it. Usually there's a deeper issue at play that goes back to, you guessed it, our childhood. When dealing with any kind of food addiction or self-sabotaging behavior when it comes to food or exercise, it's important we get to the root of the issue, which you'll hear me do with Marina in this call, as well as get some support in building new healthy habits, putting new healthy habits in place. Now, I am not a fan of diets because they just reinforce restriction, which eventually triggers rebellion, which is why I partnered with Noom.com to offer you a resource in achieving your health goals. Noom, N-O-O-M, is a modern weight release and healthy eating program that turns temptations into behavior breakthroughs. You get a customized course designed by psychologists, nutritionists, and physicians all on your phone. This is way more than logging meals. Noom uses psychology to crush your bad habits and replace them with new healthy habits without making you feel deprived. You get 24-7 access to your personal coach and support group. Over two-thirds of Noom users experience transformational weight shifts within just 16 weeks. Just give it 10 minutes a day and join the 45 million people who've taken the first steps towards their new healthy lifestyle with Noom. Go to noom.com slash over it right now to get your first two weeks of Noom for free, plus up to 50% off your subscription. That's Noom, N-O-O-M.com slash over it to start your free two-week trial and get up to half off your subscription. All right. As you're listening to my coaching call with Marina, consider... Do you feel stuck or like you're sabotaging yourself in some area of your life? Do you have a sugar or food addiction? Are you incredibly hard on yourself, especially when you're judging yourself as lazy or not having enough discipline? Did you grow up with a lot of sweetness and nurturing in your life? And if not, do you have it today? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my call with Marina. Marina, welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, Christine. Thank you for this great opportunity. So I feel that I'm kind of stuck. I have some habits and patterns that hold me from becoming the best version of myself and then fighting with them for some time. And I feel that it's limiting me from my opportunities, from being happy, you know, and it's kind of like self-love and honoring myself and I'm not doing that because of those patterns. For example, I tell myself I'm not going to eat sugar, I'm not going to eat sweets. Uh, two hours later, somebody gave me some chocolate and without any hesitating, I'm just doing it. Or, for example, I tell, I tell myself I want to exercise every day consistently and I'm not doing it. So I'm kind of feel that I'm losing trust right. in myself. Like right. I cannot make any agreement with myself anymore. Right, right. Well, that's true. When we do break agreements with ourselves, um, we we definitely do lose trust. But a lot of times... What we think are agreements are more restrictions and rules that feel oppressive to us in some way and trigger our inner rebel. So we're going to, we're going to bookmark that and come back. Um, but I want to ask you this. So we were just talking before we were recording that you were actually my student at the University of Santa Monica, which means you've done some personal growth work. You've probably thought about this a lot. 
So I'm wondering in your own personal work, what you've uncovered about why this continues to happen. Um, I have been thinking about this a lot and um, I don't know if it's lack of discipline. Um, I think of myself like a disciplined person. Um, I feel that it's some kind of like shift in consciousness that has to happen because there are other habits, for example, drinking or I don't know, using something like I never, ever do that. And I know I cannot do that. So how can I take that and apply to this kind of habit? It, I'm not sure. Well, let like, me ask um, you this. I feel stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Do you do you not drink or do drugs because you aren't interested in them or because you know if you do, that would be bad news? Yes. I just know that it's not good for me and I would never think about this. Okay, good. It's just not an option. Okay. And what what habits do you have in place that are self-supportive? Because not drinking is not really a habit, right? That's just something you don't have an issue with. So I want to know what habits you do have in your life. Where are you disciplined? And remember, discipline comes from the word disciple, which means loving follower. So discipline isn't like you know, a, a mean teacher punishing you or, or a coach having you do 500 pushups. It's, it's not about that. It's about lovingly following something that, that means something to you, something of value. So where in your life do you have habits and discipline that are self-supportive? Well, I have been doing sport all my life and, uh, in sport, it's just kind of just, you know, wake up and go and do it or maybe work where I know that, you know, something has to be done and they just sit down and do it. Okay. So you don't sabotage yourself in, in the areas of work or money or any of those things? No. Like I somehow create those habits to support myself. Great. Maybe it's just something to do with myself. Well, well, let's just keep, let's just keep unpacking it. So I just okay. want to, I just want to point out to you that you do have the ability to have self-supportive habits. Okay. So there's mm -hmm. just one area in your life where you feel stuck. Now you mentioned it had to do with food and exercise. Are there other places where you're breaking agreements with yourself or does it mainly show up when it comes to food and exercise? The strongest one right now at this point of my life is food and exercise. Okay. Okay. So then let's just work with that. And I think it's less about I can't form a habit and more about why there's resistance in this area of your life. So what's your relationship like with your body? I think it's good. Well, for example, if I come to the food habits, like I, I have good weight. I mean, like just a couple kilograms here and there. And sometimes like what I'm telling myself is, well, I'm not fat, you know, one chocolate, it's okay, not going to make a big difference, but then it goes every day. And then what are the thoughts that go along with that? Like if you're eating chocolate every day, then does it, do you start to have self-critical thoughts? Do you start to be hard on yourself? Like tell me kind of the pattern. Yes. So at some point, um, you know, I just feel heavy I feel bloated and then I'm like, why the heck am I doing that to myself? Uh, why I cannot, you know, keep my words, you know, and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Yes, I am pretty judgmental to myself for yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay. And when you were growing up, 
who was around that said really loving, sweet things to you that said, oh, Marina, you're, you're so special. You're so precious. I love you so much. You're, you're okay. You're beautiful. You belong here. Was there anyone in your life saying those kind of sweet things to you? Um, that's not in, in my culture. Yeah. It's more of a, uh, of the opposite stuff. Right. Why you did not do that or stuff like that. Right. Yeah. That was my guess. So the fact that you're craving chocolate, and I've talked about this on the show before, when anyone is craving sweets, to me, that's a signal well, of two things. One, sugar is an addiction. And we'll talk about that in a moment because you also are probably having a blood sugar issue where you're just craving it. So it's become physiological, but I believe that it started as an emotional craving that you want sweetness in your life. And there's probably not enough of it in your life and there probably wasn't any growing up. And so you've learned to find sweetness through sugar, through chocolate. And that craving that you're feeling for sweetness is very human and very healthy. You've just got it paired up to food. Does that make sense what I just said? Yes, it does make sense. And I do notice if everything is great in life, I just don't need that. Exactly. But if there is any, some emotional imbalance, yes, I want to eat sweet. Exactly. Because that's how you self-soothe. So one of the ways that compassion works is like, notice how gently I'm talking to you right now, right? I'm not picking you apart. I'm not raising my voice. I'm speaking very sweetly to you. Would you agree with that? I do, but I have a problem with that because if I'm going to keep saying, yeah, it's okay, you know, it's fine, then I'm going to just keep doing that. No, 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 no. I'm not saying you speak sweetly to eating chocolate. This is more Mm. about speaking sweetly and kindly to yourself when emotions come up on an everyday basis. So for example, give me an example of something that's triggered you recently where you wanted chocolate. It could be a little thing. It doesn't have to be big. Yeah, I think I, um, well, I guess with Christmas holidays, I noticed I procrastinate with some work I have to do, even though I was talking about work habits. Looks like I, I do some procrastination and I kind of got upset at myself and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go get some tea with sweets. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you kind of manage your stress and your own personal upset with the sweets. So instead what would have been a substitute for that is to journal or to talk to yourself and be like, okay, Marina, I know it's, it's a busy time. You've got a lot on your plate. I know you've kind of lost your mojo right now and you've been procrastinating, but it's okay. You're going to finish it. You're going to catch up. Let's, let's think about something that would be a nice reward, like a bath or a movie or whatever. And let's like write down you know, when we're going to work on certain work things. So here's, here's my, my guess, Marina is, is, um, given what you said about the culture you grew up in, it was a more fear-based culture. The people, the adults around you motivated more through fear and criticism. You need to do this. You need to do this. Otherwise you won't have this. You're not enough of this. So be more of that. Right. So, so that's still in how you relate to yourself. But there's this part of you that is so tired of that. 
And the only way that it's getting any love, any attention, any mothering, any, any parenting at all is through sweets. And maybe growing up, that was one of the ways you felt loved. You know, somebody made you food. Somebody took you for ice cream. Somebody, you know, soothes you with that. And so it's just paired up as a, as, as a soothing device. So not only do you crave the sweetness, but you crave it to soothe yourself. Making sense? Yes. Yeah. You know what? Um, I, you are right on. Like I'm hearing here, um, because I, I feel that there is definitely something there for me. I thought I worked on nurturing and loving myself, but looks like it's, I don't know, work of life. Yes. And it's always something to do there. It's another layer. It's another layer. You know, we, we look at what we're willing and able to look at and things come up to the degree that we're ready to deal with it. So you probably in your work so far and in your journey at USM, you unpacked and uncovered a lot. You have an an awareness, but oftentimes the first, you know, even though a program like USM is two years, it's a lot of awareness and it's, it takes years and years and years for that awareness to integrate And I'm not saying we don't have immediate shifts and changes, but I am saying there's different levels and layers to the degree that we're ready. Like if we, if everything in our unconscious and all our wounds and all our pain came up all at once for us to deal with, we would go crazy. Literally it, we wouldn't, our psyche wouldn't be able to handle this. So what's so amazing about this self-sabotaging behavior and the sugar craving is it's bringing light to a couple things. Number one, there's probably some grief about the parents you didn't have. Now that you found this path and you've been around people and mentors and teachers who are really loving, who are really compassionate, when we start to see that and we start to compare them to our own parents, there's a part of us that gets really sad about that. It's like, oh, I wish I would have had that. And so as much as our parents did the best they could, and on a soul level, we picked them, we almost have to grieve the parents that we didn't have so that we can become the parent to ourselves that we want. So letting yourself grieve that you had, you didn't have really sweet parents. Would that be an accurate statement, me saying that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were protective I'm sure they wanted your best. There's lots of good qualities. This is not about throwing your parents under the bus, but it's, it's like whatever we didn't get developmentally, we will go out and seek in some way, either through relationships or addictions or overworking or whatever it may be. Like when you were growing up and something happened, you were sad, something happened, you were scared. How were you dealt with? How were you soothed? I was not. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And you were only in, in terms of, and this kind of ties into the exercise in terms of like being good at school or sports or whatever. It wasn't like, Hey, Marina, what sports do you enjoy? Like, what do you want to do? Like, let's pick it together and have a healthy relationship with discipline. It was more, you do this, you don't do this, be good, all those kind of things. So I have a feeling you felt very oppressed. Like your little spirit felt very, very oppressed growing up. And so you've got this inner rebel that's like, I don't want to, I don't want to screw this. I don't want to, 
Yeah, you are so right because I am a rebel and any rules you give me, I just feel that I, I like I don't handle rules very well. Right. I understand that. I understand that because a part of you wants to be free. Yeah. So, so this, this comes down to a few things. Number one, doing a little grief work around the parents, like really letting go of any ideals that you wanted and then becoming that loving, sweet, nurturing, soothing parent to yourself. And then looking at ways that you can do things that you want to do that don't feel oppressive. Like right now, the way you're orienting to exercise is it's a should. You should do this versus a want to. So if going to the gym is not something you want to do, find movement that you do want to do. Dance, going for a walk, Tai Chi, who knows what it is. But let yourself mm-hmm. explore and be curious because again, like when I feel into how oppressed you felt as a kid, and this is very common, there's so many of us who feel like the black sheep in the family. You know, like here you are, this bright light born into a more, um, a culture that's more fear-based and oppressive. And again, this is not blame. This is just kind of looking at the circumstances. So for so much of your life, you probably felt like you didn't belong there, but yet you had to fit in and you had to kind of do things the way they wanted to do it. So now you've got all this energy of suppressing who you really are that's coming out in the form of rebellion. So the more you really own who you are, embrace who you are, choose things that make you feel good, the less you're going to be sabotaging. You're just sad. The sabotaging behavior is just here to get your attention, to make you feel uncomfortable enough to look at this next level of work and healing that's coming up for you. Yes. And I totally resonate with everything you said, because I was trying to, I I was thinking that it's just lack of discipline and I was beating myself up for like not having it. Uh, okay, let's start tomorrow again. Let's right. do tomorrow again. But what you are saying is totally opposite. It's just that right. rebellious coming out to attract my attention. So I, I be more loving and nurturing to myself. Exactly. And just find what I really like. Cause growing up, do you feel like you were disciplined? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so you're trying to parent yourself in the same way you were parented, which felt awful to you. So no wonder you're rebelling and want chocolate. Oh my God. Thank you so much, Christine. That is a conscious shift, which brings magic. Mm-hmm. So it's just a guess in my hands to create those habits yeah. of self-nurturing and loving on a different level than I thought it is. Yes. Yes. And then in terms of the, the sweet cravings, the more you'll be, the more you're sweet and nurturing to yourself, that will help. What will also help is maybe working with a nutritionist or just doing a little online research about um, just just helping your blood sugar because it's mm-hmm. it's a psychological emotional craving and I think that will that will help a lot of it but it's also a physiological craving and you know I I have a piece of chocolate every day but I have a really good piece of dark chocolate that's not sweetened with cane sugar you know, that has like cocoa butter in it or yeah, no sugar at all or whatever. And if you indulge in that, just like, just, 
eat it slowly, love it, enjoy it, but don't have it when you want to soothe yourself. Experience it more as a sensual delight versus a way to love yourself. When you're wanting soothing, when you're wanting sweetness, you give that to yourself through your self-talk, through your self-care, through your self-nurturing, not through food. Right. I will try that. I'll do that. Yeah. I'll explore that. You can do this. How do you feel? I feel actually great. Like uh, some weight shifted. Mm. And yeah, very interesting. (laughs) Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you, Marina. It was so beautiful to reconnect with you. Marina was actually my student at the University of Santa Monica, where I got my master's degree in spiritual psychology, which is a big foundation of my work, and where I was actually on faculty for three years, helping second-year students. Unfortunately, they don't have the two years master's degree program anymore, but they do still have a one-year program that's absolutely beautiful. If you want to learn more about USM, go to universityofsantamonica.edu. And if you ask for info or enroll, tell them that I sent you. All right. So let's break down this call a little bit. There was a lot of coaching in the call, so I'm not going to spend too much time breaking it down, but I do want to talk a little bit about discipline and highlight the fact that it comes from the word disciple. That was actually something I learned at USM and disciple is a loving follower of something. So that brings me to the difference between toward and away from motivation. Most people try to lose weight, get over craving, change themselves because they want to get away from something. They want to get away from feeling lazy. They want to get away from not liking their body. They want to get away from whatever it may be. They want to get away from. So it's this pushing, 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 pushing motivation, which will move you to a certain point, but it's really, really depleting and It usually uses a lot of restriction, a lot of criticism, and it triggers your inner rebel, which is why it usually doesn't work. You want to have toward motivation. You want to be a disciple. You want to have a loving following of something you're moving toward. More health, more sweetness, more energy. I want to eat this salad because it makes me feel good toward motivation. I'm excited to go to the gym. I choose to go to the gym because I love the adrenaline and I love how strong it makes my body feel. That's toward motivation. Oh, I have to go to the gym because otherwise I'm never going to lose these 10 pounds away from motivation. You can feel the difference. So you need that. You need to be a disciple, a loving follower of your health and well-being. Also, let's talk about really what sugar addiction is about. I see time and time and time again, people that crave sugar didn't have a lot of sweetness or nurturing growing up. So they either internalized a overly critical or controlling parent, or maybe they They had a lot of praise. However, they've become very critical on themselves because they think that's the way they need to motivate themselves. So the only sweetness they get is in sugar. So just know sweetness and nurturing and that yummy feeling is something we need. It's a human need. It's a psychological need. So if you're really hard on yourself, if you have a lot of criticism of of yourself, if you didn't grow up with a lot of sweetness, of course you're going to crave sugar. That's the only way you know how to get it. Add to that, if you weren't really soothed as a child, if you were kind of just told, get over it or shake it off or 
your parents maybe oversoothed you and you never learned how to do it yourself, then food, specifically sugar, but any kind of food also becomes a soothing strategy as well. So how do you start to break food addictions? Well, you start to realize what the food is giving you and you give that to yourself. So with Marina, she had a lot of ahas in terms of the fact that her parents really didn't give her a lot of that sweetness. And so she's got to give herself the sweetness and nurturing that she really didn't get growing up. And I also encourage her to accept and grieve the parents that she may have longed for that she didn't have so she can become that parent to herself. So the next time you're craving sugar, ask yourself what you really want. Say or do something really nice and sweet for yourself instead. Also, as I mentioned to Marina, sugar does become an addiction that actually creates a physiological or biological addiction. So if you feel like you're craving sugar all the time, your blood sugar is probably way off. And so your brain is basically telling you, I need sugar. There are so many ways to deal with that. There are so many resources out there. You can go to Amazon and read some books about it. You can go back and listen to my interview with JJ Virgin. We talk about sugar. You can look at her book, The Sugar Impact Diet. The other thing about one of the reasons a lot of people crave sugar is one, you're dehydrated and two, you're not getting enough fiber in your diet. You're not getting enough complex carb, vegetables, all those kinds of things or enough fat. So educate yourself. Don't just try to go cold turkey on sugar because if you actually do have an addiction to it, you're just going to crave it more. And eventually there's going to be that one night where you're like, F it. (laughs) You go and eat a pine ice cream or a whole chocolate bar or something like that. So this brings me to the takeaways, which is, you know, don't try to beat your sugar addiction with willpower alone. No, you're dealing with biology and brain chemistry too. And if you understand the science part of it, it will really help empower you to make the changes you need. You need. Next, if you feel stuck in any aspect of your life, it's probably because you keep trying to use away from motivation and it's not working. Become a disciple. Find your toward motivation for things. Find ways to be sweet to yourself and self-soothe. Maybe record on one of those days you're having a good day, record a voice memo where you're just telling yourself all these wonderful things about yourself, all these sweet things about yourself, and then listen to it when you want that sugar or that candy bar, whatever it is. And finally, if you realize that perhaps your parents or a parent wasn't as nurturing as you would have liked, grieve that. Maybe write them a letter that you never mail, just starting with, I wish, you know, I wish you would have this, I wish you would have that. And then kind of read it to yourself and be like, everything that I wish I would have gotten from my parents, it's a clear roadmap of what I need to give to myself. You, out of all the people in the world, deserve your own sweetness. It's amazing to me how we talk to ourselves sometimes in a way we would never dare to talk to someone we love. Think about the person you love the most in life. Would you ever talk to him or her the way you often talk to yourself in your own head? It is time to give yourself the gift of your own nurturing, your own sweetness. Man, that would be quite the holiday present for yourself. Can you imagine if this year you gave yourself the gift of inner sweetness be nurturing to yourself instead of so critical, trust me, you'll get more done. You'll feel better. You'll notice you actually release weight as well because you're not carrying around so much self-loathing. And you'll find that you enjoy the sweetness in life that doesn't necessarily have to do with food. The sweeter you are to yourself on the inside, the more nurturing you are, the less you crave any kind of external stimulus to make you happy. And that's incredibly empowering. So that to me is a gift that's priceless. 
Each and every one of you is a gift to me. I'm so grateful for you this holiday season and all throughout the year. I'm wishing you a very beautiful, loving, safe, and grace-filled holiday. And I will talk to you again in the new year. Much love and many blessings, everyone. Hey guys, it's Layla. And if you want to hear some inspiring stories about health, wellness, and life itself, join me every Thursday for Layla Ali Lifestyle. I've had wonderful guests like Haley Pomeroy, superstar Russell Wilson, and the amazing Devon Franklin come on the show recently. And coming up in the next few weeks will be Sylvia Tara, PhD, who will be here talking about her book, The Secret Life of Fat. You can download new episodes of Layla Ali Lifestyle every Thursday on the new Podcast One app, podcastone.com, or subscribe at Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.